Hello and welcome to the Moonshots Master Series. It's episode 22. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons. And as always, I'm joined by Mr. Mark Pisson-Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Mike. Good morning, members and listeners. Boy, do we have an exciting brand new Master Series episode to slot into your libraries and to enter into your ears today. What a topic ahead, Mike. Well, we have to uh, have full disclosure here, Mark. This is a topic very close to our hearts. We have worked together for years, creating, building, launching brand new products, often of the technical type, you know, in browsers or on mobile phones. And I got to say this master series, I'm fired up about. Yeah, I totally agree, Mike. We've done a heap of master series. We've delved into what motivates us and how to design our lives. But today, Mike, we're going into the uh, the studio. We're getting out the saws and the equipment and the tools, and we're digging into product discovery secrets and how to create, uncover, and maybe even launch your products and your businesses. Well, I don't know what kind of digital products you're thinking about, Mark, with hammers, nails, and saws, but I'm a, I'm going to go with that. I'm an easy kind of a guy, but you're you're absolutely right. Like we often will talk about personal transformation, and you do bring up a good point. Like, why are we talking about product discovery? And I think that so much of what we focus on is the challenge and the journey of entrepreneurship. It's really it's a great sport that challenges you, kind of forces you to bring out the best version of yourself. And most of where our Western economy is taking us is as knowledge workers building services and products in the digital realm. So being able to discover new products is at the very heart of what we're going to do together today. And Mike, we are going to some stellar superstars. Like I am pretty fired up about this assortment of clips you've put together. Yeah, you're totally right. We've really tried to accomplish a full category of not only inspiration, as well as some pieces of information, really to drive a level of understanding when it comes to product discovery and the secrets that have that have held out across some of these big industry behemoths that are out there. And we've got a, quite a number of unique individuals that we're going to dive into today, Mike. But the question is, do you think you and I, our listeners and our members are ready for clip number one? I think they are. And I think, you know, the the, the fair warning that, that you've given them is there's going to be a lot of inspiration, but equally, we are actually going to get into the real techniques uh, of what it takes to build a killer app, to build a brand new product or a service. And we're going to hear from people that have worked on, I don't know, Netflix, Disney, Apple, you name it, we are going to some serious heavyweights, but we're not just going to celebrate their products. We're actually going to reveal how they did it. And Mark, where we start, there is nowhere more appropriate than this first clip, right? That's right. This first clip is from one of the uh, co-CEOs and founders of the, uh, I would say, Mike, one of the arguably the biggest brands, at least from a household name perspective that we all know. It makes up a startling 230 million subscribers as of this year. So maybe that's enough teasing. Let's hear from the man himself, Mr. Reed Hastings, founder of Netflix. Tell us why he, when he's creating products and businesses, always wants to deliver joy. 
we collect this year about $8 billion of customers' money. So thank you, all of you, for giving us your money. And what we do is we say that money's in trust to create joy. We have to turn that into the most joy possible. And so we look and we say, for every show, if a show costs $100 million, how much joy, how much viewing did it create amongst all of you? Uh, if it costs $50 million or $200 million, of course, you want different amounts of joy. And so <laughs> we look at it as how much joy can we create of your money? And if we turn it into joy effectively, then you're happy and you tell your friends and we grow. And then we have more money next year to turn into more joy. So we're, we think of ourselves like alchemists. We take in money and out comes joy. <laughs> The joy to the world is their mission. Mark, it, it's kind of, I know sometimes we might think it's like CEO hyperbole when they talk about joy, but I think you need something like that. You need a North Star. You need to just do it. You need to think different. You need to bring joy. And in a funny way, even when I watch some of these really gritty uh, series on Netflix, I mean, joy is like maybe a stretch, but they're so engaging and captivating. Uh, I just watched uh, recently the behind the scenes uh, post the Boston Marathon bombing and how they actually used all the, all of these techniques to find uh, the guys behind it. And man, that was really captivating. And we sat and we really enjoyed it and we were all discussing it. So they are a big part of our lives. I mean, 230 million people. And what is so fascinating, yes, there's business being done. Yes, there's strategy and there's tactics and there's like they're putting in internet appliances at the exchanges to make the streaming better. But the focal point, the central point is, are we bringing joy? And I think this is a pattern that we see all the time. Having a North Star, like I said, just do it. I just watched uh, the Air movie on the signing of Michael Jordan, which was really good with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Captivating, just do it. Think about uh, Steve Jobs and Cupertino and what they did around thinking differently. Bringing joy in Netflix's case. I truly believe there is a pattern and that is that great products that truly come in and disrupt always have a big vision. They are always on a mission to really radically change the world. And sometimes it starts with a little bookstore and then you become one of the biggest retailers on the planet. Mark, how do you kind of interpret the lesson here and the pattern that we see around having these big product visions? I think it really speaks to me when I compare the idea of starting a business as unique as Netflix. You know, there was a study that I read by News 10 who states that Netflix is preferred by nearly 50%, so specifically 47% of Americans over other streaming platforms, which is pretty substantial based on how many there are out there now. And to and your point- Think about it though, Matt, put it into a different industry. Imagine if you're a- a burger joint or a pizza joint and you, and you had basically half of America saying that's my preference. That's and, huge. and you couldn't necessarily claim that people would vote in the same way for a brand like your iPhone or Google Android. I don't imagine that the statistics are quite as substantial as that, which I think is quite a unique, interesting um, analysis when it comes to preference. Mm. And I think what Reed's really speaking to, and that's two things that, that are sparking my curiosity there. First one of which is his single-minded vision to go after creating an enjoyable experience for customers, 
with the assumption that they will then go out and recommend the product to others. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea of word of mouth and referrals is so substantial, particularly in um, a, a, an industry in a vertical as complicated or as uh, busy as perhaps video streaming. And competitive, Mark. Think and about, I mean, we're going to hear from some of his competitors, in fact, two of them later in this show. But starting a streaming channel, uh, like you were one in a million 10 mm. years ago, but right now, uh, to think like how much well-funded competition he had. Remember, he was a startup, but mm. there were two other little companies that started before Netflix called Amazon and Netflix, Amazon and um, help me out here, Amazon and Disney. Mm. Um, yeah, got to get my parts of America. I'm going from San Jose <laughs> to Cupertino to Los Angeles and back again. <laughs> but check this out. In the end of the day, they have continued to grow like crazy despite the fact Everybody else is getting in on the industry. I mean, Paramount has their own channel. BBC is launching channels. Everyone's launching channels mm. and they're still doing it. And I believe it has got to be something more than just good tech. In exactly the same way, Apple and Nike, I mean, Nike has great tech in its shoes. Apple has great tech in its hardware, but there has to be an idea, something bigger and joy is what he puts on the board for them to always be able to sit when you're looking at a preview and you're trying to decide, do we buy or do we make this? Will it bring joy? Will it bring enough mm. joy? I often think that when your business grows, it has to be that damn simple. Yeah. Like a big idea, is this really encouraging people to think, do it? Is this turning everyone into an athlete? You know, Starbucks became immensely, immensely famous for this idea of the third space, a place you can decompress before or after work, but before you get home, right? So these ideas are what create some sort of magic halo effect around a business. You mm. might say this vision is really the starting point for that, that brand magic that, that companies have, that, that sort of slightly intangible thing that makes you always buy a Starbucks and Apple, go to Amazon, go to Netflix above the other mm. alternatives. And isn't it crazy though, that when we talk about how to discover a great product, how to make something that really matters, it is about like the hard work of knowing how to make a computer work, how to build a running shoe, but you also need vision, don't you, Mark? Yeah. And this really brings me on to the next I suppose, inspirational insight that I got from that Reed Hastings clip, which is how much awareness he has with regards to their ultimate purpose. And, and or said differently, uh, Simon Sinek's uh, golden circle. That's right. You know, what They know what they're doing and how they're doing it. You know, fundamentally, they everybody knows what they're doing and it's the, the product that they sell. It's Netflix. And they understand how they're doing it. Like you say, it's the infrastructure, it's the marketing, it's all sorts of the unique ways that Netflix have it back in the back ends to make them a little bit special. But knowing that why, I think is exactly to your point, Mike, what sets them apart. Mm. It's their purpose of uh, keeping the lights going and, and trying to onboard as many customers as possible. Without that, Without this insight from Reed about them trying to create and deliver joy for their customers, it would seem as though it's just yet another 
um, platform that's vying for attention and they're creating products that they themselves like. Whereas if you put yourself into a consumer shoes as we are, and 47% of Americans would prefer Netflix over other streaming sites as well, is that they're successful. They're succeeding at that. Yeah. I think hopefully this inspiration gets all of our members really thinking about whatever they're working on, whether it's a project, something in their community, a product, a service, a business, whatever it's on, do you have that why? Do you have that vision? Because I know what we're here to do is to learn out loud together in order to be the best version of ourselves. And we have a ton of members that we want to tip the hat to who are doing just that. Blimey, we do. This list is is always surprising, Mike, and it gets longer every time. And again, we're going to have to one day extend the Master Series episodes by perhaps another hour. <laughs> so please welcome, without further ado, all of our fantastic members and subscribers, including Bob, John, Terry, Marjolin, Ken, Dietmar, Marjan, and Connor, Lisa, Sid, Mr. Bonjour, Paul, Berg, Kalman, and David, Joe, Crystal, Ivo, and Christian all of our annual members, as well as Samuela, Barbara, Andre, and Eric, Chris, Deborah, Lasse, Steve, Craig, Daniel, Andrew, and Ravi, Yvette, Karen, Raul, and PJ, Nicoara, Ola, Ingram, and Dirk, Emily, Hari, Karthik, and Venkata, Mark, Jet, Roger, Steph, Gabia, Anna, Raw, Nimelen, James, Eric, Diana, Wade, Amanda, <sighs> deep breath, as well as our brand new members who are joining us today, Denise, Christoph, and Teresa. Thank you so much for joining us and being part of the Moon Shots and Master Series subscriber base. Thank you indeed. We really are grateful to you, our members, uh, helping us produce, build, and distribute this show. And in particular, this Master Series is just for you. This is not for the regular listeners. This is only for the members. So we really do hope that you're enjoying it and we are very grateful for your support. And I think, you know, in line with that support that you're giving us, let's now work together, you, me, all of the listeners together. Let's kind of challenge ourselves. Let's step it up a little bit. Let's hear from Bob Iger of Disney, who is going to challenge us to go to another level. First of all, there's a Japanese word, which he didn't teach me. I discovered in a documentary about a sushi chef in Tokyo called Shokunin, which is the relentless pursuit of perfection. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've never worked with anyone or seen anyone up close that embodied that than Steve Jobs. He believed that perfection, mostly in the product that they created, had incredible value. And that was a core value to Apple, as a for instance. Um, He had talk about guts and the ability to take chances. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. And the um, perseverance often required, particularly in the face of tremendous pessimism. Yeah. uh, He was quite something there. He... um, yeah, he also had an incredible designer's eye. And I've worked with people before who have taste, but he could hone in on the most minute detail and understand that even the smallest detail, if well done, contributes a tremendous amount of value to the whole. To the whole. 